Kia ora and welcome to Shared Lunch brought to you by Sharesies with Business Desk. My name is Rebecca Stevenson, Senior Journalist at Business Desk. And today on Shared Lunch, we're joined by Todd Hunter, Group CEO of Turner's Automotive. As you may know, Turner's is now an NZX top 50 stock, so we've got lots to talk about. Before we get started, here's some important information. Investing involves risk. You might lose the money you start with. We recommend talking to a licensed financial advisor. We also recommend reading product disclosure documents before deciding to invest. Everything you're about to see and hear is current at the time of recording. Turner's is a household name in New Zealand, originally as an auction house for secondhand cars, but there are obviously a number of other divisions too. Todd, can you talk us through each of these divisions and, you know, what they make up in terms of the business at the moment? Yeah, sure, Rebecca. Uh, So we have the auto retail division, which is the division known as Turner's Cars, Turner's Trucks and Machinery, uh, and Turner's Turner's Damaged and End-of-Life Vehicles. Then we have our finance division, so lending money uh, to consumers to buy cars. Uh, we have our insurance division, which is uh, underwriting mechanical breakdown insurance largely. That's sort of 80 to 90% of its revenue. Uh, and then we have a credit management business, which does debt collection for uh, large corporates like banks and government departments and SMEs in New Zealand. And if you think about the sort of profit uh, contribution from each of those, it's about 50% from the auto retail division, sort of 25% from insurance, 20% from finance and 5% from the uh, credit management business. How important is it for the Turner's business to have that diversification, you know, and what does that yeah. mean then for the overall business, yeah. having all those different components? Yeah, I mean, the diversification has been, um, I, I suppose, um, very beneficial during COVID. So when we had all of our um, car selling businesses locked down, uh, the finance and insurance businesses of being annuity earnings business were very useful to us. Uh, and I think um, just in more general terms, as we move through kind of economic cycles and things, different parts of the business uh, perform um, differently. So at the moment, we've had um, you know, auto retail division performing very well, uh, insurance performing very well, credit management starting to perform better, yeah, we've had some challenges in the finance business with the way interest rates have, have increased so fast, but we've got enough offset. So when one division might might have some challenges, the other divisions are, are continuing to perform very well. So, yeah, I think that diversification of earnings is a, is a real benefit uh, to the business. Can you talk in a little bit more detail? You know, you mentioned high interest rates. Yeah. What impact that's had in particular on the Turner's business and also, you know, what you see coming down the line, um, in particular with finance? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably had a couple of impacts. I mean, more generally, obviously, those high interest rates have started impacting people's personal budgets and whole cost of living kind of effect. And what we've seen is um, consumers not sort of necessarily stopping buying used cars, but they're certainly buying uh, less expensive used cars. So I guess as those interest rates are higher, repayments are higher and things, what they can afford to spend uh, in the last 12 months versus what they could afford to spend prior to that is different. So that's one impact we've seen. Uh, the other impact kind of more acutely has been on on Oxford Finance, which is our finance uh, business. And 
No different to someone uh, with their own mortgage as those um, interest rates have risen. Uh, they've risen at a pace quicker than what we could reprice our our sort of loan book at. And our loan book is, is all fixed interest rate lending. I mean, if someone's borrowing money on a four-year car loan, they lock in that interest rate at the beginning of that loan. So we don't have a, an opportunity to vary it during during the term of that loan. And, and interest rates have increased faster than they ever have had in history. So we've had to absorb that increase in interest expense. The, the money that we borrow has gone up faster than what we could reprice the book at. I mean, the good news for us now, though, is that we've, we're kind of over the other side of that. So uh, we're seeing interest margins start to uh, increase again. Uh, and, yeah, I think as soon as we see the OCR start to reduce, we start seeing real benefit flow through in terms of our margins into that finance division. Now, obviously, you were one of the real bright sparks on the NZX last year, hitting that really important milestone of getting into that 50 index. You know, why is that so important? And, you know, what has happened for the business since you got into the index as well? Yeah, I mean, it's it's super important to us. It's been a goal we've had for sort of five or six six years to, to get into that NZX 50. And it just means you are on the mandate of sort of these passive funds. And uh, the reality is a, a big part of, of sort of the investment community base their decisions on companies that are in that, in that top 50. So uh, super important for us to be there. It's been awesome for our team to get that sort of recognition and, and achieve that milestone. It's uh, the number of people in the business who um, feel very proud of that achievement is is really cool to see. And we've got a very high percentage of our team who own shares in the company. And, and so they really get a get a kick out of that. And it and it yeah, it's 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 one of the things that I would say I'm most proud about. How do you intend to stay there? And what are your <laughs> expansion plans? Because you've been opening a lot of new yards, getting a lot more meterage in terms of selling cars. Yeah. So yeah, what's on the agenda next? Yeah, well, we have to stay in there now. And uh, yeah, the good thing is we've got good growth plans. Uh, yeah, and that's the growth is going to come from for us from opening more branches uh, in the auto retail division, so more Turner's Cars branches. Uh, we still sell about 50% of our cars um, down the auction lane, and, and, and most of those cars are bought by car dealers. So we've still got a big opportunity to increase margins in our business by shifting those sort of wholesale auction sales into our retail end user channel. And and every one of those sales creates another $1,000 of margin for us. So, you know, there's another sort of $10 million of, of margin there for us um, just by shifting those sales to end users. Uh, we know the finance company is going to go better over the next few years as interest rates, that interest rate cycle changes and and interest rates drop as everyone's predicting that that just flows through immediately into into profits for our finance division. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot to like um, about our story going forward. I think we're not just a, a yield stock; we pay a great dividend, um, but we've got you know we've got seriously good growth opportunities left as well. Now you've got your dividend payout coming, four dollars forty-four a share. You know how important is it to maintain that dividend? Yeah, it's super important for us as a as a as a retail kind of investment stock. A lot of our shareholders are relying on that dividend. We're quite unusual in that we pay a quarterly dividend, which is you know, unusual for a, for a listed business. Uh, 
and and we've had a really great track record of increasing dividends year on year. Uh, I think we're now up to a, a decade of of increased dividends year on year, and yeah, I think it's a it's a big part of our proposition um, for shareholders to invest in in our company. Now, Tina, everyone wants to talk about her with you and the success yep. of that campaign. Can you tell us a little bit about how it was conceived and also, yep. you know, what that actual impact has been in terms of the financials of the business and also awareness of the brand and yep. what the business does? Yeah, Tina, Tina has been incredibly successful uh, for us. And, uh, yeah, it was a great story about how that campaign came about. It was a, sort of a little um, internal uh, team sort of got together, we knew we had opportunity to, to drive awareness, uh, more awareness about the, that Turner's being a place that you could sell a car, not not just a place that you could buy a car. And so, um, yeah, it was a couple of directors, a few of us internally. Uh, one of the directors, John Roberts, um, dragged in a, an old mate of his, Kim Thorpe, who was an ex-creative director for uh, Saatchi's. Uh, we had another creative guy, Daryl Parsons, who helped us as well. And so, yeah, the Tina campaign was born. And I suppose like anything, you get a bit of initial success and traction uh, and it has gone from strength to strength as as ideas and, and kind of new ways of executing uh, on that on that whole concept. But what it has done for the business is, is just driven awareness around Turner's being a very convenient and easy way to sell your car uh, and, and get a fair price for your vehicle. Yeah, what is it you think that, you know, Turners can offer for people in terms of selling their car that does make it, you know, a bit more attractive perhaps than some other competitors? Yeah, yeah. well, I think um, in terms of the options of uh, sort of DIYing or, or you're selling on Trade Me or Facebook Marketplace or putting a sign on your car and sticking it on the road, it's, it's clearly a lot more convenient. Uh, you literally turn up to Turners and within kind of 20 minutes – uh, you'll have agreed a price, and the money will be you know, in your bank account that day. Uh, so it's so it's very convenient, very fast, and we sh- we um, you know, we should be able to offer people a price. May not be the top price. Often it is the top price, uh, but certainly better than what they would get as a trade in through a dealer. Now, in terms of just company financials, you know, you had a really strong half year last yeah. year. What are your expectations for twenty twenty four? You know, what can we expect out of the Turner's business? Yeah, so we've we've guided as uh, to our full year result to be another record, and um, so we'll certainly be ahead of of the record result we had in FY twenty three, uh, and yeah, results um, yeah results are looking looking good. Uh, so yeah, we're very confident that we'll be um, beating that that number. Uh, and and then ongoing, we've always set ourselves this target. So we quite unusual in that we set ourselves a three year profit target. Um, sort of th- four years ago it was the first time that we did that and communicated that to the market. It was, yeah, it was I think a bold step at the time and, and reasonably unusual for a management team to kind of um, put uh, a stake in the ground and say this is this is where we are heading for. Not necessarily that'll be a straight line between where we are today and that number, but certainly giving uh, shareholders and potential investors an understanding of what we thought we could deliver and how we would deliver that. So. Yeah, I think we're 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 certainly well on track to achieving the fifty million target um, in the next, you know, I'd say one to two years. Do you have any idea? You know, what's going to be the most important part or thing that the business can do in terms of hitting those targets? Yeah, I think it's just continuing to execute on the strategy that we that we have been, Rebecca. It's uh, it's a good plan. Uh, we've 
got an excellent track or track record now of executing on that plan, and it's kind of just more of the same, to be honest. Um, so we've got uh, new branches kind of being rolled out over the next three years. We've got sites purchased, um, a consents in place. You know, we've we've got a really good plan around that new branch kind of rollout. Uh, I think our guys are doing a, a super job of kind of shifting sales out of that wholesale channel into that retail channel. So I know we're getting kind of benefit from that as well. And then, yeah, a sort of, um, yeah, a, a, a slightly better interest rate environment is going to help finance. So yeah, I think we're very confident about the, about the future. Can you give us a bit more detail about that expansion and which regions in particular um, you've got activity planned this year? Yeah, so we've got uh, three new sites in Christchurch and that's a that's a kind of change out. So we've got one big site there and we're kind of replacing that with three three new sites. So to give us better ge- geographic spread uh, and that, that enables us to just buy more cars off people. Uh, and then um, other sites that we are looking at, so we're, we're just about to open a brand new site in Napier. So that's a double size kind of operation than what we have had. Uh, and then we're looking at sort of two new sites in Auckland. So one sort of north and that sort of Albany kind of precinct and one south in, in Takanini. And then there's a number of sites where, we're, where we have existing operations where we're just looking for bigger premises. So places like New Plymouth and Bacargill uh, are all, are all um, Wellington are all places that we would like to be either either bigger or have an additional site. So you're obviously really pushing hard into that car selling um, opportunity, but what are we buying? You know, what are the kind of cars that New Zealanders (laughs) want to buy? Um, What's happening with electric vehicles? You know, yeah, what are you seeing? Yeah, um, as I sort of said before, I mean, what we have been seeing is people sort of shifting down the price point curve as as things have got a bit tougher. Um, Yeah, I think the interesting thing in New Zealand is that most people spend – you know, less than $10,000 and certainly less than $20,000 on a car. So, you know, we are, you know, our typical kind of sale is in that ten to $15,000 price point. Uh, um, and, you know, it's, it's the usual kind of things. I mean, in the end, our, our sales reflect the new car sales of kind of five to 10 years prior. So it's, it's all the kind of, you know, common brands that you would expect to see flowing through the business. Um, and in terms of EVs, yeah, at this stage, um, you know, not not large numbers of EVs uh, flowing through our business. We are starting to see that kind of cycling of the of the ex corporate kind of EVs coming through because we do a lot of work for the lease companies and things. But yeah, at this point, would be less than kind of one percent of our sales. But certainly, um, high demand for hybrids. I think um, yeah, that that se- tends to be. Uh, kind of natural stepping stone from people who've been in a in an ice car, maybe unsure about moving to an EV or they're they're, they're too expensive for their budgets, and so they um there's definitely an appetite for that used import kind of hybrid car. Now you touched on this before, you know, around the staff shareholding. Yeah. You know, why have you? had that program, yep. you know, what is the kind of feedback that you get about it? And, you know, why is it important, do you think, to make staff, you know, have skin in the game? Yeah, um, we, we, we've we sort of talk a lot internally about a kind of formula that we operate our business to, and that's providing a great employee experience, pl- enables them to deliver a great customer experience, and the combination of those two things should lead to a great shareholder experience. And so, yeah, we do put a lot of effort into our employee experience and, and that's, uh, you know, that's on a number of different levels. But 
engagement from them is really important to us. And we have a very committed and engaged team of people. And it was a natural kind of add-on to offer that employee share scheme. Uh, in my sort of early career, I worked for Microsoft and, and Microsoft was a big believer in employee share schemes and things. And and it's been nice to be able to kind of bring a few of those learnings and introduce them to Turner's. And uh, yeah, we're able to offer people um, a great price to buy in those shares at. We partner with Sharesies mm. uh, on the program. Uh, it, it gives a, a really good discount for people to participate. So a nice benefit. And I just sort of think about it that hopefully over time our team just build up a nice little nest egg in Turner's shares. They get the dividend um, over that time and, and you know, at some point in the future they've got a whole bunch of Turner's shares that they can do what they want with. And what are they saying about hitting the 50? Because obviously the shares have been rising. That's yeah. how you got there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, they're very excited and, and uh, you know, it's really awesome to get messages from people in our team, you know, giving you the fist bump or the boom and yeah, they're really happy about it, um, which is cool. Uh, and there's there's just no doubt that you get a bit of a turbocharge on your engagement levels. So the ownership mindset plus high engagement um, does deliver a fantastic outcome for, from our perspective, collectively, <laughs> that is, yeah. The Sharesies partnership has been such a great partnership because it's all well and good having uh, an employee share scheme where these sort of things are in the ether somewhere and no one really sees them or knows them. But but people can go onto the platform, see they own these Turner shares. And I think for often for a lot of our people, this will be their first introduction into owning shares. And if we've played some small part in enabling that along with shares ease and kind of making it easy for them, I think that's a great thing. So Todd, if you could give us just one key takeaway, you know, that you think that investors should know about Turner's. It's very hard to limit this to one, Rebecca, but I would say uh, incredibly strong brand, a business that's got great growth potential as well as being a yield stock and a business that operates in the used car market. The used car market's incredibly resilient. People need them in New Zealand to kind of run their lives. You know, we have less than 10% market share of a market that has over a million transactions a year. We're a small part of this of this big market. So there is so much opportunity for this business to keep growing. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You can watch Shared Lunch on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating and a comment with who and what you'd like to hear about. Enjoy the rest of your week. 